And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is Melissa Lockard with Steve Berman from the Steamheads, a show about the Oakland A's. Well, we've reached the end of the A's 2020 season, and I think there will be a lot of things to look back on and remember fondly, and some not so fondly. But as they head into the 2020 offseason, I think they've got some really interesting decisions in front of them, some very obvious in terms of what to do with free agents like Marcus Simeon and Liam Hendricks, and maybe some under-the-radar decisions about guys that they have arbitration eligibility coming up and decisions to make about whether to bring those guys back. So we'll take a little look at that and kind of wrap up this season and we'll be back in touch throughout the uh, off season when there's big news to discuss uh, but otherwise it's been great you know having you guys listening to us all this year so hope you enjoy this last episode and there should be lots of interesting stuff to talk about for this off season and Steve I mean obviously the first thing that we think of when we think about the A's off season is uh, you know free agents to be especially Marcus Simeon and Liam Hendricks uh, obviously those guys have been two of the biggest factors in the team's last two postseason runs and even going back to 2018 obviously played a big role. What are you sort of expecting from their uh, free agency at this point? I was on their call on Friday, Melvin and David Forst and Billy Bean, and they said that this free agency is the most difficult thing for a team like the A's with their budgetary restraints, including trying to keep your own players. So I asked uh, one question about free agency, which was, would the qualifying offer come into play or is the uncertainty of the economic situation in Major League Baseball sort of preclude from guaranteeing whatever it is, $18.9 million, I think is somewhere in that neighborhood is what the qualifying offer would be. Just for those who aren't totally familiar, most of you probably are, but if you tender a qualifying offer to a free agent and he does not accept and he signs with another team, then you get a compensatory draft pick. Bean said that they haven't decided anything pretty much the entire call. They just said it was too early to make any decisions on anything. So it was kind of a, and he kind of made jokes about it too. He said, that's why we do this call the day after the season. So we could say it's too early, but he said, if anyone was going to get the qualifying offer in so many words, it would be Simeon, but it didn't say that that would occur. So that would tell me that Hendricks will not probably. And I'm not sure what's going to happen because a lot of that has to do with this crazy market. There's already been talk about uh, teams trying to sort of, push down player salaries and free agency over the last few years. And this year is going to be just a totally different type of offseason. But, you know, Simeon was a top three MVP candidate, you know, in 2019. And Liam Hendricks was the best closer in the game. They have a bunch of other free agents, too. I mean, Mike Fires, Mike Miner, Robbie Grossman's another big one, LaStella, Jake Lamb. So it's going to be tough to say that they're going to bring back most of those guys. We'll see if they bring back any. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they brought back most. Um, and I think, you know, chances are they probably don't bring back 
more than one or two, if, it, if any at all. I do think there is a chance that Marcus Simeon does return. I think that the market is going to be a little bit upside down this offseason. I think his showing in the postseason, though, would give teams that were not the A's, you know, more renewed interest, sort of similar to what they might have thought of him coming out of 2019, just given, you know, that he was finally healthy. And the fact that you could sort of extrapolate that even if he had gotten off to a start like that in a normal season, you know, those 53 regular season games that he played easily could have ended up with a season that had very good numbers at the end if he had, you know, streaks like the ones he was showing in the postseason uh, over a longer stretch. So I think he'll still get some interest, but I think the numbers that in the years that teams are going to be talking about are probably a, a lot less for almost everybody this offseason than uh, would have been otherwise. And so that does sort of work into the A's favor. And I think of all the guys that are free agents, Simeon's the guy that's going to be hardest for them to replace immediately. They do not have somebody who is ready to come in and be their everyday shortstop the way that the A's had, you know, Bobby Crosby waiting when Miguel Tejada was a free agent back in the early 2000s. You know, they've got Nick Allen, who is going to be an outstanding defensive shortstop uh, in question is a matter of when rather than if. But, you know, he's very young and has not played above high A in, you know, his minor league career. Got a lot of time, obviously, at the alternate side. He's at Instructs now. But his bat was always behind his glove. And to try to rush somebody into a situation where they're going to be the starting shortstop, ironically coached by Bobby Crosby <laughs> this season. But that's a lot of pressure to put on anyone. And Allen is a lot less less experience than Crosby was at the time that that he took over a very difficult job. So without a natural replacement, you know, if there's a a three-year deal or something to be made, I could see the A's going in on that. Because the other thing about Simeon, too, is that he was a second baseman before he became a shortstop with the A's. And if it got to a point where maybe his range was a little bit more limited in a year or two and, and Allen was ready to become the everyday shortstop, moving Simeon to second where they don't have an obvious, you you know, long-term person, you know, ready to go either is something that could be done. And I think um, just given his importance to this area, his importance to the clubhouse, there's a chance. I'm not saying it's maybe better than 50% chance, but I think there is some chance. I think with Liam Hendricks, though, the opposite is true. Probably the one area that seems like generates, you know, big free agent contracts, even in this sort of subdued era of free agency tends to be relievers, I think, in part because they don't get these very long contracts like starting pitchers do or, or, you know, star position players. And so, you know, I could see a team coming in and offering, you know, Hendricks a a three-year deal that is just well past what the A's would feel comfortable spending on a closer, which is too bad because I, I really do think he brings a ton to the clubhouse in addition to, you know, the fact that he's really one of the most outstanding relief pitchers in baseball, if not the best right now. He will also be very difficult to replace. I mean, one of the things that's going to be very interesting is the way that the 2020 A's were set up going into the postseason. It was the bullpen that was their strength. Obviously, that sort of failed them during the postseason, but most of their relievers, their key guys, are free agents. So you're looking at that unit getting almost completely turned over. You know, you're talking about Yusmero Petit's been such an important part of the team for the last three years, and he's going to be a free agent. And he might be the other guy that of that list that might be, you know, the one that they could bring back. But uh, Joachim Soria as well. You know, you're looking at even guys like TJ McFarlane 
Garland. So there's going to be a lot of changes in that bullpen. They don't necessarily have a ton of obvious candidates in the minor leagues to come in and fill those spots. I think, you know, Birch Smith coming back next year um, is a big thing. And perhaps some of those guys like James Caprillion that were in that alternate site, you know, could move into a relief role rather than a starting role if they decide they want to go that direction. But what they do with the bullpen this offseason is going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, their entire bullpen pretty much might get turned over. Like you said, I mean, the only ones that are penciled in or you know penned in for next year for sure are Diekman because he signed and they have team control on Wendelkin. But even Burt Smith and Lou Trevino are arbitration eligible, and I don't think that it's a complete lock that both of those two guys get tendered in the offseason. I think that they would like to probably keep Trevino because even though he's been up and down, he still has stuff that's you know pretty good, and, and I think that the A's need some high-velocity guys in the bullpen, especially if they're going to let Hendricks go, uh, You know whether or not they want to. I'm sure they don't want to. Burt Smith coming off of an arm injury. They don't really know what his health might be. They might be able to bring him back at a pretty reasonable rate, I would think. And then the starting staff, too. I mean, I think pitching really is what we saw in that series against the Astros was the main concern. And one thing that David Force said that I found interesting, and I was trying to parse it afterwards, was he said we have four starters, you know, coming back next year if we include A.J. Puck as a starter. So there's two things that are going on there. One is... A.J. Puck has been injured quite a bit coming off of a shoulder injury. They think he's going to be back for spring training and all that. Is he really a guy that they're going to lengthen out to be a starter, or is he going to end up transitioning to a relief role, or will he even be able to pitch? Will something else pop up uh, with his arm? And then you have uh, the, the guys who definitely are going to be there. You know that Lizardo's going to be there for sure. And then you have two free agents and minor and fires and three guys who are going to arbitration, Benaya, Bassett, and Montas. It seems like it would be complete lunacy to not tender Bassett, for sure. I think they love Manaya and they would like to as well. But they said that there were four starters, including Puck. So you're talking about Puck, Lazardo, and two others. I'm guessing those two others are Manaya and Bassett. I took that as either forced misspeaking or they're probably not going to tender Frankie Montas. I'm not sure. I, I don't really know what's gone on with him over the last you know year plus with the PED suspension, then being incredible, and then being awful, and then being pretty good again, but not quite what he was before at the very end of the season. I don't know if they're going to say, if they're going to look at that and say, all right, well, we'll let you, you know, free and see what you want to do and see if you hook up with another team, or maybe we could bring you back at a, at a pretty reasonable rate, or I, I don't know. But it's, you know, if you only have four starters, including Puck, that means they're going to have to go into free agency and find a starter, because I don't think there's anybody ready in the minors just to step right in, and you're trying to remake a bullpen as well so yeah there's there are a lot of moving pieces here and so i mean can is also arbitration eligible pinder is a guy who's arbitration eligible too and then you have the mats both those guys are both arbitration eligible too so you know it's it there's a lot going on here and the a's did mention uh bean did on numerous occasions the budgetary situation they're not changing up anything you know pretty much same business as usual they don't have a new stadium they also don't even know if a new stadium is going to be even feasible in Oakland at this point. That's totally on the table. We don't know uh, if, if it's even going to be approved by Oakland. So there's a lot going on here. So many players up in the air. They're obviously going to tender Matt Olson and Matt Chapman, but I think there's also some good news too that Chapman seems like he's rehabbing pretty well from his hip surgery, but there is a lot. And I think the pitching you'd have to look at first before the offense, even though the offense struggled all throughout the season. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I wouldn't put too much into the struggles of the offense. I mean, you know, I think, again, a 60-game sample and this team tends to be a slow starter. The fact that they won games um, isn't necessarily not in line with how they tend to start in terms of a season offensively. So, you know, I think they know what they have from a talent perspective offensively. And so I I wouldn't necessarily put too much concern, nor would I I doubt they put too much concern over what happened in a 60-game sample. I mean, I don't think they think Matt Olson is, is the you know what 730 OPS guy that he was this year and and you know that kind of drove down a lot of the numbers um and so you know that those sorts of things um probably don't get too much in there I mean I think there are areas where in terms of budget there are some fairly easy decisions that they can make that would save them money I think you know you mentioned Robbie Grossman's a free agent and as good as he was this season you know letting him walk does save them probably at least five or six million in a salary next year and and, you know, they've got a lot of guys in their sort of what would have been AAA, maybe on the big league roster that can step right into what the role that, that Grossman had. I mean, you've got Seth Brown, who brings that left-handed bat, which is really what the A's have had Grossman for for the last couple of years, uh, making a minimum salary. You've got Sky Bolt, you've got Luis Barrera, you know, so there are outfielders that, you know, that very easily could come in on a minimum salary that could be your fourth outfielder there. And that sort of kind of cuts into what the outstanding budget would be. I'm guessing that Forrest probably misspoke, um, or maybe they're thinking, you know, a little bit about a role for Montas that wouldn't be a starter. It could be that he'd be a reliever. But they've, you know, they've believed in him when other teams have not for a very long time. I'd be a little surprised if they just, you know, suddenly decided because of one bad postseason start after, you know, a pretty good one, a pretty good outing um, in the wildcard series that, you know, that that would have an outstanding effect. And, you know, the stuff is still there, obviously. And so, you know, I and I don't think his arbitration number would be particularly huge either. I do think Sean Manaya is actually more of a question, uh, perhaps, than Frankie Montas, just given the fact that his agent is Scott Boris, and it won't necessarily be an easy negotiation. And I think you do have to wonder, is Sean Manaya the guy who 
you know, pitched really well last year in September and then again this year in September? Or is he the guy that can't turn through a lineup more than once that they saw early this season and, you know, in the postseason? And it's, you know, kind of hard to know. And I think that is something that, you know, could in a normal world, I don't think that they would have any issue bringing him back. But in a Scott Boris driven negotiation, that could be a little bit more difficult for them to take on. They do have some guys that I think could step into that rotation. I think Dalton Jeffries had a very strong showing at the alternate site. He got a lot of innings in, he remained healthy. And yeah, that one bad start, you know, in his debut, but you know, he's a guy they've liked a lot. I don't think they would have, uh, you know, a lot of worry about trying to stick him into a, a fifth starter role and see how that went. Birch Smith, frankly, you know, was a guy they could have looked at as a fifth starter and was sort of maybe trending that way before he got hurt. So, you know, there's an option there as well. Grant Holmes hasn't really been given a chance yet. You've got Parker Dunshee and Brian Howard as well that, you know, have that AAA experience that you could sort of leave a fifth spot open as, you know, an open competition. I understand why they want to list AJ Puck there. I think that's awfully optimistic. You know, it's not so much even that you might not think that he's going to be healthy. I mean, I think even if you think he's going to be healthy, the fact is he hasn't thrown 100 innings since 2017, you know. So, I mean, to expect him to come in and then pitch every fifth day for a full season with that many years of no innings seems unreasonable even if he is healthy. So, um, you know, to me, that fits more in a situation where, you know, maybe they do stretch him out to have some starts, but maybe he's also relieving so that they can actually get a full year out of him, even if it's, you know, not in a starting role the whole time. So there's some, you know, kind of tricky sort of situations that they need to figure out there. Uh, The market is going to be flooded, though, with fifth and fourth starter types. Um, You know, I think you're going to even see, like, from across the Bay, guys like Kevin Gaussman and Drew Smiley. And, you know, there's a lot of these guys, Tyler Anderson might not get tendered. You know, there's there's going to be a lot of guys that are floating around there that are sort of the specialty of the, you know, David Forrest era-led front office in terms of finding those kinds of guys that fill the innings that like a Mike Fires has filled over the last few years. So I expect that they'll be able to kind of come up with a solution there. And it seems like those solutions for free agency have been easier in the back end of the rotation and the bullpen throughout their tenure than, you know, filling guys on the position player side. And that's why I think of all of the free agents they have out there, it could be that Marcus Simeon is the one that they would kind of zoom in and try to re-sign because replacing a position player on the free market has been something that they've really struggled to do. But pitching, they've been able to fill in with these kind of fires-like signings, you know, fairly consistently for a while. Yeah, if you look at the list of free agents on MLB trade rumors that are starting pitchers, it is long, as you're saying, (laughs) compared to the other lists. I mean, there's a decent amount of relievers, too. Not a lot of shortstops. And they did take pains to say, as you were mentioning earlier, that they don't really have an obvious candidate to replace Marcus Simeon if they let him go. So there are some guys out there, you know, they could look at Angleton Simmons, maybe if he's available on a shorter term contract as a guy who obviously is a defensive plus shortstop, not as good on the offensive side, but you know, he's only, he's 31. I mean, Simeon's 30. It's not like he's like way older than, than, than Simeon. Listella is going to be a very interesting case because you know, the A's really loved his presence in the lineup. They said he was actually great in the clubhouse as well. Very impressive that way over the time that he was there and just such a different look in the lineup. Uh, so many of the A's, Hitters are sort of those three outcome kind of guys at a lot of at a lot of the time. 
and the strikeouts are pretty high, and Listella is famously strikeout avoidant. So he's a guy who I think the A's would, would love to keep around, even though you know we've talked about his defense at second base never really looking super awesome. His range isn't, isn't that high, but if you did keep Simeon or sign a guy like Simmons, then you're probably not so worried about having Listella there for a couple of years at second base while you figure that out too. And I do think that your point though with Simeon uh, being that he could maybe move to second as he gets older is, is a good one as well because then if, if you do sign him to like a four-year deal, if that's something that the A's do want to do, then that's something that, you know, when he's 33, 34, could be an option for him. I think there's a lot of different pitchers that they could look at that are in. You saw what they did in 2019, too, when they got Homer Bailey and Tanner Roark, you know, those guys who, you know, weren't like sexy names, but came in and were really, really helpful. And there's a lot of those types of guys out there in free agency right now. I think a guy like uh, Gaussman might be a little bit too rich for the A's blood since people are talking about that he might be too rich for the Giants' blood. Smiley is a guy who could be interesting, though, because he's had such bad injury history, but his stuff was just phenomenal this year for the Giants, and he's striking out like 12 guys per nine or something like that. He was he was just dominant, but he just, you know, he had the finger issue and, and had to miss some time, but his arm looked like it was it was great. Yeah, I think they're going to be doing some bargain hunting on the pitching side for sure. You could also say the same for the relievers as well. I don't know if they're going to bring back Soria and Petit just because they're 35, 36 years old, but I think they might bring back one of them. They obviously trust both quite a bit. So it's going to be just a weird, weird offseason for the A's just because it seemed like, and that's what really was the shame of this season, just frankly, was that we all looked at it before COVID happened and everything fell apart in terms of the, the, the world and the planet and the country. But you know, this would really look like it was shaping up to be maybe the A's year to really compete where their young guys were coming into their primes. They had, uh, you know, Lazardo popping into the rotation, maybe even Puck as well. And it seemed like they're rounded into form to be just a really deep team throughout the lineup and throughout the pitching staff. And I think that they did really well throughout the season to win the AL West. But now they're going to look at a team that's going to be much, much different next year. And then you have Billy Bean, who's possibly uh, being part of an investment group to uh, look at uh, doing a public ownership of the Red Sox, which would mean that Billy Bean, if that does occur, and we don't know if that's going to happen or not, there's a lot of things that have to fall into place with this new company that also it's a big part of they're trying to take control over Liverpool as well and the EPL. But we could be transitioning to a David Force-led situation. I mean, I think Force does a lot of the work currently already with Bean, but that could be interesting too. So we could be looking at a completely different A's organization over the next year or two. My sense is that it's been a David Forrest-led organization for quite some time. Yeah, you know, Billy, certainly his opinion is very highly valued in, in, in the big decisions. I think he comes in. But the day-to-day work has been led by David and, and Dan and, you know, all the guys in the front office, Billy uh, Owens, for quite some time. I think it will be interesting to see if they do lose Billy Owens, who uh, sounds like could be a candidate to take over as general manager with the New York Mets if Sandy Alderson moves over as team president and uh, they 
fire kind of mess that they've created over there with the Wilpons. But I think that would actually have a, a very significant impact, um, just given his ability to, Owens' ability to, to find talent um, at kind of all levels of baseball. Um, and it's been a very underrated part of what the organization has been able to do um, for the last several years. There's coaching decisions that are, are you know left to be made as well. A lot of firings have happened around baseball already. It'll be interesting to see if they remake their staff or add to it. I think, you know, the Farhan Zaidi model of adding more coaches uh, seemed to work for the Giants, and it could be something that the A's look into as well. So lots to discuss. We'll definitely be back at, at various points during the offseason to touch base when news happens. But hope you guys take some time to enjoy the rest of the MLB playoffs and lead into this offseason. And it uh, should be an interesting year in 2021. No matter what happens, much of the core of this team still returns for 2021. And I think there's a decent amount of experience that's happened this year that should be helpful for that group. So I think the A's will still be a very competitive team, if not maybe still the favorites for the AL West title, given that the Astros are going to go through quite a lot of changes themselves as well. Thank you so much for listening all season. We really appreciate it. And we will be back in touch during the offseason. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.